At the height of the gold rush in 1900, Nome on the southern shore of the Seward Peninsula in the Bering Sea was the largest village in Alaska with a population of 12,488 people. A hundred years later, Nome's population in the 2020 census was 3,699. The saying may go, all roads lead to Rome, but no roads lead to Nome. Three gravel roads do connect Nome with tiny villages, but not a single highway or railroad line connects Nome with any larger city. To get there, you must travel by air, water, or sled dog. Our birding group arrived in Nome on June 12th in late morning. While our two leaders, Barry and Eric, went to get the rental vans and the rest of us waited outside at the airport parking lot, we saw our first three Nome birds, a long-tailed Jaeger and white-crowned sparrow, both of which we saw over and over throughout the next four days, and a white wagtail perched on a power line right there in front of us for several minutes. When we mentioned seeing it to Eric and Barry, we didn't realized that that would be our group's only sighting, which they had missed. Oddly enough, the next day the two of them saw one that the rest of us missed. We piled into the vans for the short ride to Nome's Subway Restaurant, which doubles as the town's movie theater. We ate our lunches at tables looking out on the Bering Sea as rumbles from the new Jurassic Park movie leaked in. And then our group headed out to see what we could see a bit east of town at the mouth of the Nome River. In just a tiny hike here, I got my first two lifers of the trip, dainty and beautiful Aleutian terns and distant bar-tailed godwits. We also saw lots of birds we'd see again, such as red-throated loons, western sandpipers, and long-tailed ducks. One of the three gravel roads out of Nome, the Nome Teller Road, runs northwest for 72 miles until it reaches the Inupiat village of Teller. For the rest of our first afternoon in Nome, we birded the first 15 miles of this road, seeing our first musk oxen and an American dipper, as well as two more lifers for me, Arctic warbler and blue throat. Then it was time to return to Nome, check into our hotel, and head to dinner. That night, I did something utterly unprecedented. I skipped an optional after-dinner outing to Cape Nome in search of a possible brambling. I've seen that species just once in my life, in February 1989, when one turned up in East Grand Forks. I'd have dearly loved to photograph one, but I was just too exhausted. As it turned out, I didn't miss anything unbearable. The handful of birders who did go saw neither the brambling nor any other birds that the rest of us wouldn't see later. But it was disconcerting to stay back, making such a concession to the aging process. Fortunately, that was the only time I missed any birding opportunities on the entire trip. We returned to Cape Nome, the mouth of the Nome River, and Nome Harbor a few times more, getting our only looks at slaty-backed gull and a lifer thick-billed muir. 
We took a whole day each to bird the three roads out of Nome, but each road deserves its own program. Nome, located 200 miles south of the Arctic Circle, is the farthest north I've ever been in my life, and when we reached the 72.5-mile marker on the Kugarok Road on June 15th, that became the farthest north I probably ever will be. We were closer to the Arctic Circle than Duluth is to the Twin Cities. Being there the week of the solstice, we never saw darkness at night. During those four days, we saw or heard 114 species, of which 10 were birds I'd never seen before. This was a truly thrilling adventure I could never forget, even without the 2,000 photos I took during those four days. You can see pictures of all the birds and mammals I mentioned, and more, on my blog at lauraerickson.com. I'm Laura Erickson, speaking for the birds.